Lake Vey. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. And welcome into College Gridiron. This is the official college football podcast here at WFUV Sports. I'm Bridge Gotham, joined alongside my co-host Evan Harkin and, of course, Madi Dembele. And, fellas, we have a lot to talk about. Not a whole lot of time to do it, but first off, how you guys doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm so excited to be on this week's episode. I mean, that game of the week, Washington, Oregon, was exciting as it could get. We got some exciting games coming up for this week we're going to look at. And, yeah, I'm excited to talk some college football with you guys. I mean, I'm so appreciative of the fact that the Seahawks spot just opened up because, again, this is a fantastic card of of, of ball games that we got going on. I'm just excited to get rocking and get rolling. Well, let's do it, and let's get right to it because we talk about that game of the week last year, Washington and Oregon. Everyone was laughing calling it a a Big Ten matchup because, of course, they're going (laughs) to the Big Ten, and it's all this realignment stuff is crazy. But – with all that in mind, the Pac-12 has been unbelievable oh this year with God. all of their great teams. And, of course, Washington and Oregon squaring off last week. Washington ranked 7th and Oregon ranked 8th. And Washington getting the best of Oregon, the final score, 36-33, to courtesy of a late touchdown pass by Michael Penix uh, Jr. That put him over the top with just 1 minute and 38 seconds to go. And he had a heck of a game going for 302 yards and 4 touchdowns, besting Bo Nix of Oregon. And, guys... What does this tell you about Washington? Are they contenders for the college football playoff? I think Washington is for real. I I don't know if I'd go as far as to say contenders for the playoff. I mean, right now they are. I think they belong at number five after that big win. Mm. I mean, Michael Penix shows you that he is absolutely one of the best QBs in the nation. Really do it all. Put the whole team on his back. But, I mean, when you look at Washington, they do look like an outlier up in that five spot with those teams around them, even some teams below them, you know, Penn State. There's a couple teams below them you, you might think could definitely beat them in a game. But, I mean, the teams they played, Boise State, Tulsa, Michigan State, Arizona, Cal, none of them are ranked. They definitely didn't have a schedule that a lot of those other teams up there had had to go through to get up there. But they just beat a real top-ten ranked team. I mean, Oregon is a real team that was exactly the win they needed to be a number five spot. And I don't think I don't think they're going to stay there because they play a little tougher teams as the season goes on. They're going to end up playing Utah, Oregon State, and USC. That's a little bit of a gauntlet in the Pac-12. I don't think they get out of that undefeated. And I think for a team like Washington, you have to be undefeated if you want to be in contention. So I think right now they're doing exactly what they need to do, and they're in a great spot. I hope it keeps going for them, but I, I don't think they're a contender just yet. You know what? I got to tell you, personally, this is the best college game that I've probably seen all year, right? Great. And again, to the point, I think Washington, as of right now, you have to put them at five. I think a team like Penn State probably jumps in. We'll see how they do against Ohio State. Combined for 69 points, these two teams, 956 total yards, constant lead changes, jaw-dropping. Who wants it more? Michael Penix Jr., 302 yards, four touchdowns. Rome Adunze, eight receptions, 128 receiving yards, two touchdowns with the game-winning touchdown. Dylan Johnson, we talk about Oregon's run game. I mean, Bucky Irving, Jordan James. I mean, 
Dylan Johnson was the most impressive back on the field last uh, on the field that game. I, I got to tell you, Washington, I'm really high on this team. I don't know. Again, there's other teams that's going to jump them, but right now Michael Penix looks like maybe the second best guy. You want to talk about quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix Jr. is number two. Agreed. I'm really high on this Washington team. I like him a lot. I mean, you talk about a classic college football matchup. What makes college football so great, a shootout. It's just like backyard football, right? 36 to 33. And, you know, Evan, you mentioned that Washington, yes, they're great, but they have a tough stretch late in the season. But I will say their next two games against Arizona State and Stanford, definitely kind of nice. Get two more wins there. You'll jump up to 8-0 before you take on USC, Utah, and Oregon State, like you said, all three weeks in a row. So talk about a tough three-week stretch. Now, I'm thinking – they can win two out of those three. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get into that, but I think they can finish the season 11 and one, and that it kind of comes down to where everything else sort of unravels. But so much fun to see where the Pac-12 is trending. So much fun to see where Washington is trending, and we're gonna stick with the Pac-12 uh, briefly because USC, of course, took on Notre Dame last week, and that matchup was again one of the highlights of last week. And when it came down to it. Uh, USC, uh, Notre Dame, uh, pardon me, got the best of USC, and, it, and frankly, it wasn't close. Uh, the final score was 48-20, to 20, and that was the 21th-ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish over the 10th-ranked USC. And Notre Dame had had a couple of losses coming into that game. People were feeling pretty low on them, but this was a bounce-back win that they needed. And for USC and Caleb Williams, I think a reality check. Yeah, absolutely. You hit it right on the nose. They needed to win this game if you're Notre Dame. I mean, you have no chance with three losses at making the college football I mean, even playoff. two, it's a stretch. But, yes, yeah, like you absolutely. said, this was a must win. For the rest of their season, it's a must win. But I don't think Notre Dame should be 15 with two losses, guys. I don't know. We've been talking about this on last week's College Gridiron, how Notre Dame gets put on this pedestal because of their history and what they mean <laughs> to college football. join a conference. Come on. And all that. Like, come Overrated. on. Overrated. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean – they're ahead of Louisville, who beat them and has one less loss than them. I don't know how that makes any <laughs> sense. They're ahead of a really good one-loss Tennessee team. I don't think they belong in that 15 spot. But, hey, I'll give them their, their kudos. They did what they needed to do. They beat the best quarterback in college football. That is no joke. That's no slouch. Their defense played great in that game, forcing yes, Caleb Williams for three turnover, turnovers is a, a great way to respond, having a bad defensive outing the game before against Louisville. But, I mean – it's going to be really hard for them to make this college football playoff with two losses. Like I said, like you said, Bridge, they got to win out. I mean, pointing to the uh, to the over like the overratedness of that football team. UCLA also has two losses. They're twenty five. They're the dead last team. Exactly. But I want to talk about USC. When you have an amazing quarterback, and Kansas City Chiefs could probably attest to this because they have Patrick Mahomes under the center, it could make up for a lot of deficiencies on the ball. But you got to get it fixed. If Caleb Williams doesn't fix like Superman, as you said off camera, Evan, if he doesn't play like Superman, they lose the game, right? right? Um, he plays like Superman, they could drop 55. I think it was, I think was the number when they were playing uh, Colorado when they destroyed them 48. Well, when they hung 48 on their head. Mm -hmm. This is something that you have to look inward at. And if Caleb Williams, he will bounce back. Like, this is Caleb Williams. This is like the first bad game of, like, his life probably. And he's going to play – uh, it's Utah now. Yes, Utah. I could imagine that he could. I, you know what? Utah is a really good team. They're ranked 14th, but I can tell you right now, if Killer Williams goes out and drops 60, I wouldn't be surprised. He will ball out. This will not happen again. But USC has to take a look at those deficiencies. That's what I'll say about that. Interesting. So yeah, so USC is a seven-point favorite against Utah. They're lower ranked, but they're at home. And you know what? 
this is definitely a get-right game for USC because if they yeah. lose this, we already talked about two losses, college football playoff. Those two things usually don't go together. Nope. Uh, and, and for USC and for Caleb Williams, who's obviously making a case for the Heisman and the projected first overall pick, assuming that the first the team with the highest pick wants a quarterback, right? You know, they have all these things going for them, and they do have a tough schedule. They have Utah, then they have an easy one against Cal, but then they host Washington. They go at Oregon, and then, of course, the rivalry game, they host UCLA. So a lot of ranked matchups down the stretch for USC. And again, some of their games have been close. Obviously, the loss to Notre Dame wasn't. Uh, but when they beat Arizona the week before, that was triple overtime. Arizona's not ranked at all. So keep in mind that USC, you know, a few things to fix here uh, going down the stretch for the season. So those were probably the two games of the week last week. Fellas, I do want to look ahead to next week because we do have another beautiful slate. And it starts with big noon kickoff. Penn State, Ohio State. To me, this <laughs> yeah. is the best matchup thus far of the year. Now, we're going to get better and better matchups as this year goes on. But to me, this is as good as it gets. Absolutely, as good as it gets. I'm super excited for that game. Uh, the game of the week that I'm picking is USC-Utah. We talked a little bit about that one, guys. But like you said, I I'm scared if I'm Utah and I'm seeing a USC team coming right off a loss, especially Caleb Williams coming right off the worst game he's ever played in college. But this Utah team is absolutely no slouch. They are good on all levels. They're not great at anything, but they're good at everything, which is something that makes you a good team in college football. They're 14th ranked. I think they, they could even be above 14 right now. They absolutely will be if they win. But if you're USC, you have to win this game, or you're probably out of rankings. Mm -hmm. I don't think USC is ranked after dropping all the way to 18 last week, coming off two in a row losses. It's going to be up to Caleb Williams. He's got to play like Superman, and let's see if he can be. In the words of Roy Jones Jr., y'all must have forgot, Alabama, <laughs> they take on, come on, guys, Alabama, they take on Tennessee. Alabama has quietly been maybe an upper, like I would say they could make their way. Don't sleep on Alabama, 6-1, and 3-1 home, 3-0 on the road. They have a, they're currently on a five-game win streak, and they take on Tennessee, who's been absolutely balling, ranked number 17. Nick Saban, I don't know, it's, it, you know what, we talk about like Notre Dame, their history, Nick Saban, guys. Nick Saban, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that game. Always been a huge Alabama guy. I've been watching him since Derrick Henry and Amari Cooper went to school. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking out for that game, guys. Yeah, don't sleep on Alabama. People are forgetting about him because it is so rare to see them lose a game. I mean, you go on YouTube and you can look up <laughs> compilation of Alabama losses <laughs> during Nick Saban's tenure. And the video is it's not that long. <laughs> it's very short. short. It's very short. Um, it's because of how rare it is. So for them to drop a game to Texas in week two, of course, shocking to a lot of people that Alabama typically, you know, number one, number two, top of the rankings throughout the season. Maybe they lose down the stretch. Uh, but for Alabama, they've kind of embraced, I don't know if I can call it an underdog role, but definitely a different sort of a role uh, for the Crimson Tide, yeah, sort of certainly. playing from behind to try and work their way back into the conversation instead of basically playing to, uh, you know, basically already holding that position. Of course, Georgia is the king of the SEC. That remains the case. They are back-to-back -back defending champs. And, of course, the Alabama-Georgia pending, you know, a matchup between them would be awesome. And I'm thinking that's the SEC championship right there. I mean, just just let's play it now. Um, but to your point, Marty, uh Alabama-Tennessee, big game for both teams. I think if Alabama wins, right, they're 11. I think they'll be back in that top 10. Yeah. Um, but let's, I do want to briefly talk about Penn State-Ohio State because this is, right, the Big Ten is a three-headed monster. Michigan-Ohio State-Penn State. And, of course, Michigan-Ohio State, they play their the game, right? But that's not until the last week of the season. This game is kind of the game before the game. Penn State going at Ohio State. Penn State and Ohio State not too far geographically. Fans will travel. This will be such a great atmosphere. I like Ohio State in this game. Their defense has been great. People love to make fun of Ryan Day, but they do have <laughs> weapons on offense. 
right? You talk about a guy in Marvin Harrison Jr. who's been explosive this season. And I do think that the home crowd will give them the boost they need. They're only four-and-a-half-point favorites. I Look, Penn State's amazing. I just It's hard to see Ohio State losing this game. What do you guys think? I agree. I think if Penn State is home, this is a little bit of a different story. I, I mean, agree. We know how I, crazy I that Penn State atmosphere can be. Being at Ohio, we know how crazy that atmosphere the shoe can is, be. Yeah, it's legit. I think Ohio already had a little bit of an edge. They, like you said, Bridge, I was going to mention that defense is serious. Mm-hmm. And when you have a really good defense in college football, that means playoffs usually. Uh, for We're talking playoffs. If Penn State wants to make the playoffs, I feel like they got to win this game. If they win this game, they got to be top four, top five. I think they move into there. I think they're solidified almost as a playoff team unless they have another bad loss, which we know can happen to anyone in college football. But the stakes are all over this game. I think Ohio State with those playmakers on offense, that really good defense, I think they pull it out. I don't think Marty agrees. Marty, what, yeah, do you, what do you, you think, Marty? You guys want to talk defense. I mean, Penn State's defense is just no plain joke. It's no nasty. Joke. They're, great too. they're number one in yards allowed per pass attempt. Opponents completely – like, they're just number one all over the place. And if there's an offense that could stifle Marvin Harris and Drew – it's this if there's a defense rather that could stifle uh, the weapons that Ohio State has on offense. It's definitely this defense. You know what? I like Penn State for it. I just think they're a top five team at this point. I think they they jump Washington. Washington's there at five. I think Penn State's really the third best team. Georgia, Michigan. I think Penn State in my mind works as number three. And, and if Penn State does pull this off, boy, that sort of shakes up everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll definitely jump Ohio State in the rankings. Yeah. So Penn State at seven, Ohio State at three. I think those could potentially just flip-flop, if we're being honest. I think Penn State will definitely be top five. And then if you're Penn State with that win, you look ahead to the rest of your season and you circle one game on your calendar. They host Michigan on Saturday, uh, November 11th. And for them, they win that game. They're practically a lock for the yeah. college football playoff. Basically. Definitely a lock if they win that game. I, I, I like what you're saying, Matty. You're, you're kind of swaying me a little <laughs> bit towards Penn State here. I agree that their defense is no slouch, but I don't know. I feel like in Ohio, I feel like that makes such in a o- difference. Yeah, sure. Such it, a difference it's a, it's a tough game. atmosphere, but like like I'm saying, like if they can pull this one off, I mean, the rest of their season is mostly like they have Indiana, like Michigan State, you know, Maryland, like teams that, that they should beat, right? So I think for Penn State, get this win and – changes the whole narrative of this season because again the way it always works is until you really beat that team that is ranked higher than you that's better than you until you shock the world because so far Penn State's taking care of I don't know West Virginia Delaware Illinois uh, Northwestern UMass I mean seriously I mean look you're beating who you're supposed to beat but this is their first real test and the same can be said for Ohio State except Ohio State did play Notre Dame right so they do have a bit more of a, a history this season but again Back to what I was saying before, Penn State needs this win. If they win, this changes the narrative of the whole season. What I will say about that is, right, they're playing all these, like, mid-major teams. It's not just about who you beat, but it's also about how you beat oh, them. I mean, dominant, you, of course, oh, my yeah. God, Delaware, 63-7. to seven. I mean, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. But it, it's, it's, it's a different – when you're supposed to do that, and then there's the optics of actually seeing it's like, oh, my God, this team has been balling out through the entire year. Um, Again, their defense is just really – second to like really not a lot of team mm-hmm. I, I i like penn state i don't know they just work in my mind as number three as the solid number three team yeah i think penn state's on the come up i know they had the number one recruiting class for the first time in forever i think a couple years ago and you're, yeah. we're starting to see some of those players really come to life and they will be for a couple of years uh I think it'd be awesome to see Penn State in the playoff too. I know we've seen Ohio State in there. Every Not year. that they can't get in, but <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, last year if they there. make that field goal against right. Georgia, I mean, yes. like they they gave Georgia a run for their money. They Obviously, did. TCU have stood no chance in the in the <laughs> actual final itself. And I think one other team that I want to mention is kind of flown under the radar, and uh, no pun intended, Air Force has flown 
under the radar, of course, a member of the Mountain West Conference. They are now ranked at 6-0, and and when you look at the rest of their season, they could realistically win out. What are the implications there? What kind of shakeup does that do? I think flew under might have been the wrong term. Maybe run under. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. I know that's all they like to do, those schools. Oh, uh, yeah. Army, Air Force, Navy, not not big passers of the football. But run and pound, baby. That might be to their advantage. You know, they're playing yep. teams that are usually playing teams that are passing the ball way more than them, mm-hmm. who aren't dedicating their entire practice sessions to this triple option, <laughs> which can be very deceiving <laughs> if you're a defense that never goes up against it. They're very physical, and they could – I mean, they – not that they can, you know, make the college playoff at Air Force or anything like that, but yeah. it's really interesting to see a team that really doesn't pass the ball be able to win every game they've played so far. I hope they keep going, bring that old school football back. Yeah, that wishbone oh, offense. Yeah. You know, there's something particularly charismatic about that. You know, a hard-nosed physical football team, as football was made to be played. But yeah, I mean, they're ranked 22nd as of the moment. I mean, you don't you don't walk away, you don't run away from what works, right? You you go with what works. Um. They'll probably rise because I think they're going to get fat off of the schedule that they currently have. None of the other teams I think that they play for the remainder until November are ranked. Mm-hmm. So I think if you could get fat off of that, you're at least going to turn heads. Yeah, you're not going to make the playoffs, but you're going to turn heads in the right direction. I think it's always exciting to see teams that don't get talked about. And, hey, you know, cool for the for the armed forces. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they go out, they field these teams. These guys are, are not going to the NFL, right? They're going to yeah. serve, and it's a great thing they do for the country. And I think it's cool uh, that they suit up and that they play – competitively with you know some of the best talent in the country so just another great story to highlight that'll just about do it a bit of a shorter episode for college gridiron today this was a lot of fun guys such a fun weekend of football coming up for Marty Dembele for Evan Harkin I'm Bridge Gotham saying so long Dan Bartel's been our producer Bobby Chaffordini he is the sports director at WFUV Sports have a great weekend everybody